It can uh, simply uh, refresh my sweetheart, Toddy. Yeah. <laughs> the face you made. Oh, you were like, this is going to be a great sound effect. Teapot a hot toddy is the best idea we've had in ages. I, it's I true. It's festive. It's it really adding good. to the. It's really adding to the festive uh, air. And do you know why it's so festive? Because it's bong 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 Christmas time. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, festive solstice. Joyous Saturnalia. <laughs> Andrew and I are just letting you go with this yeah. one. Get fun. You know what? Get it into your system. Holly girl. Jolly yeah. Wookie Life Day. <laughs> but most of all, welcome to Categorical Oracle, the podcast where we pit our organizational skills against the disorder of a modern world. I'm Mary Johnston, and with me are fellow oracles Kelly Kennedy and mm, Andrew Crawford. Every episode, we are challenged to organize a themed list of people, places, or things using carefully crafted categories. We conduct our category prep cloistered away from one another and come prepared to delight, shock, and dominate our fellow oracles with our organizational prowess. With that, let's begin. Mm. So this week was my week to come up with a list, and it's perfect because I absolutely love Christmas. And nothing makes me feel Christmaser, Christmasier than Christmas music. So we are looking at a list of pop Christmas songs. So these are not standards necessarily. These are more Mariah Carey, Insane Christmas, Christmas songs. Bing Crosby. In some cases, Bing Crosby. In numerous cases, In two actually. Cases. Yeah. Not to mention the many references to Bing Crosby yeah. songs throughout these lists. It's yeah. wild. <laughs> Bing is all over this list. Which Bing, we will, Bing, which Bing. We, <laughs> which Microsoft paid for. I don't know if you guys knew that. Microsoft paid for Bing Crosby to write all of those. <laughs> every single one of those Christmas carols. And nobody's using that search engine. Yeah, it's Terrible. crazy. Uh, you know why? Because it sounds idiotic to say, bang it. <laughs> Can you bang that? Can you bang it? Bang it. Bang it. That is apparently what people use it for, though. Porn. Really? Really? You need a you need hmm. a niche. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> All right. With that, are we ready to get into this list? Delphians. I've been ready since zero A.D. Girl. Let's do All this. right. <laughs> so we are going back to the swing in nineteen swing in nineteen forty two with White Christmas by Bing Crosby. It's starting strong. Yeah. So do you guys know why this is the top of our list? Well, it is like the, the grandfather of all pop Christmas songs. Absolutely. Because so. it's the oldest one. <laughs> it is. is yeah. <laughs> this list is in, in order of year, absolutely. But it is, I maintain that without this song, none of the other songs would follow. Because not only is this the number one selling Christmas song of all time, it is also the number one single of all time. Of all <laughs> types of music, it's this one. Um, but I looked up some things about it. So this was um, written by Irving Berlin. And when he was thinking of it, he told his secretary, grab your pen and take down this song. I've written the best song I've ever written. Heck, I've wrote the best song that anyone's ever written. Hmm. Whoa. I mean, the numbers don't lie. He's, I mean, statistically yeah. speaking, it's the most loved song, I guess. 
So Bing Crosby famously said that uh, it dismissed his role for making this song great. He thought it was just a great song. And he said, a jackdo, which is a type of crow, mm-hmm. with a cleft palate could have sung it successfully. Oh. But mm. he, sure, he sure didn't let that stop him from collecting royalties for the rest of his life. <laughs> Interesting choices, yeah. Bing. Humble. Humble. Yeah. yeah. So what did we make of this? You know, I, my the first world thought, has voted, but what do we think? Most importantly, what do we think? Most importantly, uh, I think the global warming has really rendered this song to kind of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, yeah. I don't know. That's I, so true. I um, also I don't know. I feel like I, I or maybe it's even more prescient. That's that's something I noted. I feel yeah. like this song has actually become creepily prescient over time. Because keep in mind the context in which it was written. This is 1942. This is when America got into World War II. Yeah. So this is like constructive nostalgia. This is nostalgia for the sake of soothing the deep emotional burns of having to fight Nazis for the first time, making it creepily relevant in 2017. This is a no. Christmas na- <laughs> anthem no Nazi should Let's enjoy. lift our toddies in the air and cheers to maybe fighting Nazis the second time? Uh, Does that feel good? Cheers. I don't love it. <laughs> we want to fight them. Someone's got it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think... Um, I mean, this is just, this is like, there's a reason this is the most popular song of all time. It's fantastic. Like, it's, everything about it is compelling, and even, like, a really cynical person would probably find this song charming, I think. You know? So, thanks, Irving. Is that really cynical person sitting at our table? (laughs) Uh, Welcome to my first category, which I (laughs) called Visions of Sugar Plums. Because it's boring. (laughs) (laughs) Why are Visions of Sugar Plums boring? You're dreaming of candy. I just think the song is like... I, you think those I, kids are having a boring dream in their long winter nap? And it's more about how I think the song is boring and it makes me want to fall asleep. Mm. And for that oh! no reason other than that's just old. And <laughs> okay. but like these like weird preconceptions that you have when you that you started when you were a kid that this mm. was an old person song. This yeah. isn't sync. I don't care about this. Oh. Not till later, though. I see. Not. I yeah. see. This is like when you were a kid and someone would put on a black and white movie and you were like, oh, no. no. But then it was the Three Stooges and you were like, oh, yes. <laughs> so conflicted. So conflicted. So, I mean, like, I, I, I see what you're saying. I went with something else, which is I think that this song has, certainly has set the tone for everything to follow. The concept that a yes. Christmas song could make unbelievable amounts of money you, and you be... make a compelling case for this song i'll go back to my earlier comment about the fact that this song is beloved by basically everybody uh even people who hate christmas except for kelly who does not like it uh, and i decided to call it an ebenezer pleaser <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say i hated it i just yeah. think it's a little boring i like ebenezer pleaser i like a lot, lot. I like a lot. yeah boom I Andrew. think Ebenezer Pleaser. It's the Ebenezer Pleaser. Man, I Pleaser. wish I brought some jingle bells to celebrate. Oh, man. Yeah. We can add it in post. <laughs> Moving on to 1953, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas by Gayla Peavy. Fake name. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. Peavy. This is the best that uh, 50s Oklahoma could do vis-a-vis stage names. <laughs> so this song uh, benefited her immediate area. She's living in Oklahoma City. And um, after the song became hugely popular, a local radio station ran a fundraiser to purchase Lil Peavy, uh, her own personal baby hippo, 
hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. <laughs> Give a child a hippopotamus, <laughs> which she then um, very graciously gifted to the city zoo. It didn't stay in their family's two-car garage? She did not give it daily massages from what <laughs> I can tell. Well, maybe at the zoo, but Gail, I'm disappointed in you and your lies. The baby hippo's Sorry. name was Matilda, and she lived for almost 50 years. Hmm. Good for well, Matilda. Uh, minor point of order. I'm pretty sure it was actually Ponca City Zoo in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Oh, really? Yeah. Does Ponca City have a zoo? Uh, I think so. Is Ponca City a place? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That zoo must be, at that time, must oh have God. been dismal. <laughs> like <laughs> tiny little steel cages with sad animals in it. But a hippopotamus. Yeah. Hippopotamus. So Saturn was slowly going mad from hearing the song "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas" played on loop. So what do we uh, what do we make of this song? Oof. Man. Oof. <laughs> I mean, it's fun the first time, but I yeah. do uh, I do love the idea the the lyric about not you know like look Santa. You don't have to go down the chimney. It's dirty. It's inconvenient. And you're I, not going to get a hippo down there. Just come through the front door. I do That'll like make it easier. I do like it's the little idea that she's like, Hip- Santa, don't get my hippo dirty. <laughs> I, t- I want a dust-free hippo to be delivered in my in my my uh, under my tree. Oh my god. Um, you know what they don't talk about? Where that hippo's going to shit. I knew you were going to bring up hippo poop. Here's why I'm going to bring up hippo poop. I've been at the zoo when a hippo has pooped before, <laughs> and yes, it has cleared out the entire area. <laughs> I remember this as a child being like, oh, we all need to leave now. <laughs> Fun fact, oh, I have dear. a similar line of reasoning. <laughs> it's commentary. Or line of commentary. Man, this really brought out some... Cl- <laughs> this is some classy aspects of you guys. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the aspect. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, so I, I thought about, you know, uh, as an adult who realizes that maybe this isn't a great idea, I was like, would you want a hippopotamus in your house? No. And I know... It's not in their house. It's in their two-car garage. In their two-car garage. And, you know, again, I, I thought to myself, you know, as a responsible, not pet owner, but pet-aware person, yeah, that's that's a problem. Because I've seen it. I've also seen a hippopotamus. Uh, two-car garage, not big enough. Oh. Drop the deuce. Um, a deuce-car garage. <laughs> <laughs> a number two-car garage. <laughs> no. No, sorry. But, um, yeah, I, I, I one time was at the zoo, and I saw a hippopotamus do its business. And so, like, I know, to put it quite bluntly, what the damage it can do, but I also appreciate that when it, I saw this uh, event, let's call it, the hippopotamus had the sense to spin its tail like a propeller, and I think that, you know, that shows... Flinging the excrement know, away from itself. Yeah, I think filthy, that's a thing. but hilarious, and I appreciate the hippo knows a if it's going to poop, let you poop funnily. So <laughs> that talking, brings a little joy to your life. Well, we're right? talking about... Well, so that's that's something that you guys are, are theorizing on. Can I yeah. talk about my... My imagination of her in like full ringlet curls. Of course. Like I'm sure she's blonde. And mm. then, you know, a dress with a crinoline under it so it's nice and puffy that you can have a good spoon in. Is out in her backyard with a pooper scooper <laughs> trying to clean up after it. I think you mean I think you mean a pressure washer. <laughs> I imagine her more meeting the hippo for the first time and the hippo going blind with rage since they hate human beings. <laughs> yeah. And for reasons that scientists terrifying. aren't completely clear on. So even though I think the song is rather charming and PV clearly has, um, you know, sort of a giving nature, passing her baby hippo over to the zoo, probably for personal protection. They didn't snap her in half because um, it's not a vegetarian. Um, but this seems to me to be like kind of a, a cry for capitalism, a hymn of, of capitalism. Um, but more so, isn't it hilarious that anyone would ask for anything quite this large? So I called it Santa Jaws, colon, 
gonna need a bigger box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that took a second, but it was worth it. Was it was good. Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. Nice. <laughs> I followed along the capitalist Christmas, and that's what it. Uh, I have two different names for this category. Mm. One is capitalist Christmas. Eh. Mm. The other is. Keep Christmas sacred with a dollar sign instead of an Ooh. S. Oh, I controversial. Okay. I love that category, <laughs> yeah. but I love that category for one that's coming up in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> particularly, I think that, that that automatically, I'm like, yep, 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 yep. yep. I um, I took a more traditional and I, or, or perhaps even less cynical attack on my category, guys. I uh, I thought to myself, there were a lot of animals in the. Nativity, that's the word, the nativity scene. I appreciate people bringing them into the whole situation. But also, I don't know if I need it. Did St. Francis bring a hippo into the original nativity scene? I don't think so. St. Francis wasn't in the original nativity scene. But he... he what kind of Protestant <laughs> bullcrap are you bringing in here? St. Francis came up with the first nativity, like making a nativity oh, right, a right, thing. Right, 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 right. But yes, my Protestant was... bullshit is also well, just yeah. like, nah, sure. <laughs> They're all there, right? Yeah. Well, spirit you know hey uh, thanks frank because my category is coming out of that um so uh, animals part of christmas kind of apparently but i don't need this fo so i said stay away from the manger <laughs> as opposed to away in the manger yeah. Yeah. Stay, stay away, away from the manger stay away in this manger, manger. <laughs> yeah. um i do like your I, those are all good but i would like to stump for santa jaws mm. gonna need a bigger box do you have other uses of that category? Yeah. I have three other uses of that category, but I think this is the best one for it. Okay. Um. I. This is the most outright asking for something and only one thing, and it's a huge thing. I think I have a better use for my category, so I will concede in that case. And I do think, Kelly, I love your category, yeah, but there much, would be better yeah, uses of it. So, Mary, I think we can agree. Yours. Yours. You. All right. We're still in the 50s. Blue Christmas by Elvis. Mm. Is this man sober? <laughs> yeah, I had more questions about the video than I did about most everything else. <laughs> yes, would you? You have the floor. Well, first I was watching it. I was like, man. To be, would you describe momentarily what is happening in the video? They are they the band the they are all including Elvis himself, Elvis Presley himself, are like sitting in a circle in like a very mid-century modern stage. With people surrounding them, a circle in the round, or theater in the round, yes, yes, um, in the Shakespearean in style. In the Shakespearean style, um, the, one of the things that I found most surprising was the poor tambourine player, who was very important to the song, by the way, <laughs> did not get a chair. He was sitting behind Elvis. I think he, he was working. I think <laughs> he was paid well to stand. I think that he, no, he wasn't standing. I think he was like squatting or something like oh that. God. I don't think he was standing. I think it probably is an artistic decision. He's like, I can't get the timber of this, of this tambourine right if I'm sitting on a stool. I have to have a straining leg. I need to be doing a wall squat the whole time so that I can beat my tambourine against a but taut no. leg. Doing a wall squat against nothing. Worst kind of wall squat there is. An air wall squat. An air, An air butt squat. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Um, I don't, that video is just so terrible. Man, it was I, very. Well, we'll post it. I yeah. wish I watched it. I, 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 I avoided the videos this time. Kept it's uh, straight to... Elvis not at his best, let's say. 
Mm. Yeah, but still pretty sexy. Well, he's pretty sad. It was one That's of those fair. things that I was like, is is he sexy right now or is he not sexy? Are we in that transition period? What's happening? Do you know I how I felt st- about it? I think he always maintained his stage presence, which makes him sexy, yeah. in my opinion. Because if you look at him, he's kind of a bland looking person. But it's the fact that he can like work a stage that makes him kind of sexy. He never really lost that even when he got flab. Yeah. Also, who among us are not in the fat Elvis period of our lives? So I, I want to take... have been in there our entire life. Some of us were born for fat Elvis. Some people achieve fat Elvis. Some people are born fat Elvis, and some have fat Elvis thrust upon them. So I like to take it a little bit easy on fat Elvis myself. I was not being mean to fat Elvis. <laughs> you want to you go? You want to go outside and fight about Fat Elvis? Uh, but yeah, basically from this, I took away... I've heard the song a billion times. Yeah. And it's only when I've been sort of invited to and given the opportunity to think about it critically that I was like, oh, this man is super drunk. Yeah. Singing this song. Hmm. Like, not necessarily drunk in the moment, but this is a song... This is a drunkard's is a drunk lament. Yeah. yeah. What do yeah. you think, Andrew? I think that's fair. I didn't have a lot of commentary on the song because again, I, I, it's, you know, it's very familiar with. It. Too old. I, I didn't have a lot of deep commentary, but I think my category is pretty great, if I may. Mm-hmm. So you know, this is a this is a lonely song. This is a sad man with no love in his heart, and blue snowflakes apparently. Uh, so I thought to myself, what's a you know what's a good category for this? And I went with snow saucer. Now you might not realize this, but a snow saucer is the technical term for those. Uh, round disc sludge you use in the wintertime. I knew that. I knew yeah, that as I well. think most people probably did. It's pretty obvious. But uh, <laughs> well, I, chose like, it. I knew I knew that. <laughs> I chose it because it's a Christmas Christmas activity for one. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that category. <laughs> uh, Kelly, what did you come up with? <laughs> I I was along similar lines, but maybe not as <laughs> It's creative. I just called it, it's not the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of pulled an Andrew this time around where I I made them all Christmas categories. I did too. And actually that perfectly, I'm so glad you said that, perfectly leads into my category. So this was the category that, this was the lone hanging Chad for me that was not (laughs) Christmas themed until it came to me in a moment. So (laughs) I called this post maudlin pop. Corn strings. <laughs> Popcorn strings. For, for Christmas. But post maudlin pop was originally what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I did not realize that maudlin literally means like people that are drunk and who are complaining and sad. I didn't realize that either. Literally, yeah. that is what it means. Through drunkenness. Tears through drunkenness is what it means. I learned through this list that a manger is, in, is a trough you use to feed animals from, not a thing you put a baby in. This is what happens normally. when you're raised you with didn't know basically that? no religion in your life. So, I, I don't know. If you didn't go to church, wouldn't that be shocking? If you hadn't grown up with that knowledge? Mm, I, feel I mean, like it should be cultural, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. How many mangers do I see in the course of a day? None. I, I will say one of my favorite things about Catholicism which I am not Catholic, as referenced by my heathenist Protestant ways, according right. to Mary. Yeah, yeah. Her pa- I, the pape at the table called her out. <laughs> is that... You, you rotty proddy. <laughs> you rotty proddy. Is that, you pious pape. Uh, Catholics don't put Jesus in the manger until Christmas Day. Mm. Like, it's a surprise! Mm. 
think that's, I mean, yeah, traditionally, but like traditionally, most, yeah. most do. Come on. I also learned that apparently there's some religious sex, sects, sorry, it's a hard <laughs> word to say, uh, apparently, that uh, find the song Away in the Major heretical because, because the line about baby Jesus not crying might imply that he's not human. He's an alien. Yeah. What? Yeah. Theology is fascinating. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Okay, so we had It's Not the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. We had... Snow Saucer. Snow Saucer activities for winter activities for For one. one. And post-modeling popcorn strings. What do we want to do? I feel pretty confident in Snow Saucer. It did, yeah. I'm going to stump for that one this time. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. There's other good uses for mine. Mm. Same with mine. There's plenty of sadness around Christmas time. (laughs) Apparently. (sighs) Okay. Chipmunk song, parenthetical, Christmas Don't Be Late by Alvin and the Chipmunks. I, uh, Mary, we're still in the 50s, still in if the 50s. anyone's worried about yeah. that. Uh, Mary gave us a list of music videos, and I uh, wrote in my notes to this, re-music video. Ah! <laughs> so, of course, of course there are many music videos. Yes. Like, you can choose a world of them, because there are so many incarnations of the Chipmunks. But I took the time... <laughs> And marked the spot in the song to find, to locate the exact moment when, in the original Ed Sullivan show, the man uh, posing as Dave Seville. Ross Bagdasarian. Th- thank you. Andrew, Andrew has, has the footnote. Yeah. Um, is conduct, has a tiny little conductor's <laughs> uh, baton and three crazy looking chipmunk <laughs> sock puppets are swaying in time oh, so... as they all lip sync this song. It's so <laughs> terrifying, you guys. This was on the Ed Sullivan Show. People stopped everything that they were doing. TV dinners were invented so people could watch this. <laughs> well, all these things that we are we are calling so creepy. This spent uh, four weeks as the number one song on Billboard um, for two years. And over two years, and it earned three Grammy Awards. That I also, that is insane. And was nominated for Record of the Year. Three wow. Grammys. Wow. Yeah. How yeah. many Grammys do you own? Zero. But I think that's also more Grammys than like Beyonce has. I don't know. Probably. I don't know. That's not. I have no. But there are plenty of much more prolific, much more important cultural icons. That have less gra- that have less Grammys than that. I will you... point you to the Chip Punks album from the '80s, and you'll find out how wrong you. Are. Or the oddly sexual uh, Chipettes Oof, from God. Chipmunks Adventure when they sing yeah. that song about charming the, a snake, about charming snakes, <laughs> uh-huh. and I think they mentioned being one-eyed, a one-eyed snake at one Jesus. point. I think, I think it's more. I think it's a little bit oblique. I think it's like a winking snake, but still, it's tough. <laughs> it's was, tough was, stuff. Was, was, well, was yeah, like, it's a winking snake. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, was was mm-hmm. just being a monster a prerequisite for animators in the eighties? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I think so. Good guys, I have I have some bones to pick with this song, if I may. Please. Into that. Uh, so first off, I feel like Alvin's presented as kind of an asshole in the song. I think Simon is actually the prick going on here. Is it because he's too on point? He, no, yeah. So Alvin's just like, I want a hula hoop. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, I'm playfully interrupting the song. But when Dave says, yeah, perfect job, Simon's like, naturally. Or naturally. He uh, says, naturally. Which just seems just seems really conceited, Simon. Uh, second bone to pick. I, okay. I am on board. I, I'm... You right there? Yeah. Right. 
I spilled toddy. It's fine. She spilled some Todd. Spilled oh. some Todd. <laughs> right. right. Second moment to pick. Like I, I, I'm willing to believe that these chip that Dave that Dave taught these chipmunks to sing a song. That's impressive. I get it. The proof is in the tape. But you know, I, I'm willing to believe that this is an impressive thing. But I don't believe for a second these chipmunks understand English. I think it's a full-on ABBA situation. <laughs> They're just phonetically mouthing, mouthing out these mouthing words, words and, you know, really pulling the wool over the eyes of the American people. And I feel like that's not in the Christmas spirit. Do you guys Dave. know there's a second Mama Mia coming out? I did know that. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what it's called? Mm, Papa no. Mia. Papa Mia? Baby Mia? Here we go again. Here we go again! <laughs> uh, it's about her having, like, her being pregnant and trying to figure out who her, the fuck baby daddy is, right? Sure. I yeah. think that's true. I, why would I know that? I, I only know... T- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You seem a font of full house knowledge. I don't know. I'm upset they didn't call it Fernando. <laughs> I've never mm. seen Mamma Mia, actually. Oh, it's delightful. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen it. So this is objectively an obnoxious song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... I still really but like it. You sing it nonstop all Christmas. That's so. not true. I just like, I, it, my, mostly my mom and I do that. I still want to hoop part a lot. Um, but I think the reason I like it is that the chipmunks are so pleased with themselves. <laughs> and they're just kind of like playing grab ass and I mean, like pushing pushing Dave to the point of madness. And then <laughs> lurching it back but with an okay. I just, I have to like it. <laughs> So I called this one Gung Ho Ho Idiots. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, this one I had is Keep Christmas Sacred because it was just a marketing ploy. Yeah. Marketing for what? Chipmunks. Yeah. But <laughs> the Chipmunk Council. <laughs> chipmunk Council? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, chipmunks kill like six people a year in Yellowstone National Park. They need a good advertising. They it's gotta, true. You gotta, you chipmunks, gotta spin have, that. chipmunks are like the Komodo dragons of the woods. <laughs> How they because their they mouths have are nasty mouths, oh. and, and they bite the crap out of people because they're cute, and they yeah. people want to pick them up and yeah. do like a full Snow White thing, and they bite people, and those people die. Hey guys, yeah. don't pick them. Don't pick them up. Don't pick them Public up. Public service announcement: Don't pick up chipmunks. They I, are dead. I know what you're saying, um, but I do kind of feel like I mean. Isn't every artist just promoting themselves? Every recording artist just promoting themselves with their song? Well, yeah, but they're, they're promoting chipmunks. So, <laughs> the chipmunk I mean, I guess this, it's a little bit self serving in this case, I'll give you that. But You guys are out of control. What uh, did you have? Oh, I, I had a stay away from the manger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stump for gung ho idiots. Ho, gung ho, ho, idiots. Mm. Mm. Kelly? Thoughts? I'd allow it. It's a good right. category. It's a good category. It's a good, one. it's a good one. It's more appropriate later on, but I don't know. All right, guys, we are blasting out of the sad 50s and into the sexy 60s. Woo! With Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. Thank God you brought that up. Did you watch the video? Um, I've seen the Beach Boys perform before, yes. Ooh, a win. That's exciting. I mean, no, no, I'd like in like oh, videos okay. of it. My parents, in, full, in full house. My parents were supposed <laughs> to go see the Beach Boys, but then my dad got sick. Oh. And my mom didn't go without him. I don't understand why. So here's my question that I, I just really don't know the answer to. Were the Beach Boys sexy? Because by the yelling and hooting and hollering happening... I mean, every video, girl wanted to be a California girl in the 60s, so yeah, I think mm. so. <laughs> I've actually never never thought of it like that, but I but mean, like it became very very clear in that when they like showed a close up of the drummer and everybody cheered and it's just like come on. Yeah, yeah, I think that they were supposed to be sexy. Yeah, I mean, I, I just genu- genuinely don't know. 
I think they were supposed to have girlfriends. I think is the actual answer to that. They're not like they're they not, were like, like these the are not Jonas confirmed brothers. bachelors. Yeah, 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 guys. Like they were guys. Wholesome, they were wholesome, but like you know they made out. They were wholesome except for when they were you know hanging out with Charlie. You know Manson. who they're. You know I was about to say I was about to say the same thing. I was like <laughs> you know when they were real sexy when they're hanging out with Chuck Manson. <laughs> I do think that they're supposed to be sexy, but I do think and I think that they are so cool. That they seem almost bored to be creating um, a song that, despite uh, Kennedy's assassination, was the only thing that pierced through and made real money that Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Did you have to use the word pierce? Oh. Well, he didn't get stabbed. That shot through the charts. (laughs) It ricocheted. (laughs) Sending shrapnel everywhere. It came from the back and the left, right up to the... (laughs) Charts. <laughs> oh, the suit worn by the song next to it on the charts is just now getting released to be seen in the public, which I think is quite distasteful. Um, yeah, it did. Ted so, Cruz's father was involved. No. So, um, as you know, uh, JFK was assassinated in November. There was a uh, distinct media hush and a, and a kind of a pall laid over that Christmas. Um, yet this still made it to the top 10 in Los Angeles, San Diego, Sacramento, Vancouver, Washington, D.C., and our beloved city, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> we still were, we were, we were sad, but we were partying. We were. Yeah. <laughs> well. yeah. This makes me want to call Barb. <laughs> and find out what she was doing on Christmas of 63. Hey, Barb. Yeah. Um, she was like mourning, like a yeah. patriot. Barb, when Kennedy died, what Beach Boys song was your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> so this song mostly strikes me as, I, I think it's, it's not my favorite Beach Boys Christmas song. Mm, yeah. I do have favorite Beach Boys Christmas songs. Um, but it is cool. And it seems almost bored in, it's like a disinterested kind of cool so, and it's definitely like forward thinking and, and, and sort of redoing Santa as a future entity hmm. on, and updating him. So I called it Cool Hand Spooks of Christmas Yet to Come. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Okay. I, um, <clears throat> I, I was fascinated by the fact that this is the first time we've had a song that tried to rebrand Santa Claus. And that led me to a, down an interesting path where I tried to figure out like, you know, where, Santa Claus, where'd you come from, buddy? Turns out the uh, the the image we have in our minds of Santa Claus of a man in a red suit with belt boots, large rotund belly like a bowl full of jelly, white beard, etc., etc., uh, is not strictly speaking a traditional image. It's actually something that came up uh, as part of a Coca-Cola advertising campaign in 1932, uh, and that just that's where the image comes from. So considering the idea that you know that image is Santa Claus and they're trying to rebrand Santa Claus, I decided to call this. New Coke. All right. All right. Yeah. I took a different tact. All right. I know this is shocking you guys. Mm-hmm. I listened to the song, as I have before, and then I went and read the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I saw something in the lyrics that I don't know if anybody else has seen before. Which is <laughs> nobody else. Mm-hmm. Even the which person who wrote it. I think that they are talking about that little St. Nick is the car. It's act the actual sled. And there's one point where they talk about how the sled just goes ahead and never misses a person. Oh, Jesus. And for that reason alone. <laughs> Santa's sleigh. Santa's sleigh never hit, misses a person. I mean, like, S-L-A-Y. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. Don't ruin my puns. Oh, no. no. Sorry. <laughs> uh, is that I've just called this one Krampus. Oh, it's just okay. maybe just a little evil. Don't know mm. yet. It does kind of make sense because it is definitely derivative of Little Deuce Coop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is about a car. Yeah. Kelly, I like your thinking there and your investigative journalism. <laughs> it's a danger. I, uh, Santa Claus I, like, I, I understand that the, like, he never misses anyone means he's never missing giving them presents, but I like to think of him hitting them with the sleigh, obviously. <laughs> I don't. Because that's how I, that's how I read it the first time. Brian Wilson had a dark life, so, yeah, you know, that's to that's be expected. What he's going to probably put some spooky shit in there. All right. Andrew, remind yeah. me of your category again. Uh, my category was uh, New Coke. New Coke. Okay. Mary, what? what was your category again? Cool Hand Spooks of Christmas Yet to Come. I'm going to uh, pull for Kelly on this one. I okay. Think. Let's do it. Yeah. Cramp. It's a cramp. Cramp. All right. Or any other, if we can come up with a funnier, mythical Christmas scary beast, I'm cool with that too. I think mm. that the Krampus is it, man. I did some Googling and... Eh. Well, a lot of them are quite racist. <laughs> yes, that's really the, what the problem yeah. was. All right, moving on. Santa Claus is Coming to Town by the mm. Jackson 5. It's 1970. And we can feel it in the air. Oh my God. Yes, we can. This song resonates <clears throat> so deeply, and I think it's like the call to prayer for 90s malls. like we all when we hear it we all like are drawn to commerce and seeing the mall santas you're not wrong yeah i suppose but yeah i think this song is a lot more than that though this song is so good i've listened to this song all year round i honestly i think like this song from the beginning to end is just so the energy is great michael jackson is killing it the rest of the jacksons are also killing it i decided if i may jump ahead into my category Call this a Bob Cratchit because it's valuable all year round, works hard all the time, but really only gets appreciated at Christmas. Okay. Swish. That is a good one. Thank you. That's good. I feel like it's very, I mean, of course I agree. It like bursts onto the Mm -hmm. scene. It's very joyful. It has an immediacy to it that just amps up the Christmas cheer. Yeah. Um, and it like turns, it turns my like my taste for the season all the way up to 11 every time I hear it. Um, and it, it kind of creeps up on you like suddenly, like boom, it's there. So I called it an EpiPen Effie. <laughs> okay. Damn which is a portmanteau <laughs> of Epiphany and EpiPen. I feel like the Jackson 5 are stabbing me with Christmas adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> right in the thigh. <laughs> uh, I think right in the chest, Pulp Fiction style. <laughs> Hits me right in the heart. And then my heart grew three sizes that day, because you're not supposed to put it there. No, nope, really not. Um, I had it as a remix, the cookie dough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up for Bob Cratchit on this one. I mean, Happy Pinafy. Come on. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm not denying Come it. Come on. But Kelly, you have to be the tiebreaker. I don't want to be the tiebreaker for well, this, this one. This is the burn that falls upon all of us oracles. I'm prepared to do battle. They're both dancing right no, now. We're no, we're both pointing at ourselves. Oh, I'm, I'm looking down. But I'm using two thumbs and Mary's using one. Oh, so. but Mary's holding her phone so it yeah. doesn't fall and make loud noises. That's true. I appreciate your generosity with that. but I'm... I do love a portmanteau. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Mary's going to take it. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Come on, I like willed that into being. 
You forced words to make so some new sense. We've gone now. We've gone from like the most joyful. There's something accessible. There's something in it for everybody. There's a hook, and everybody loves it. To the wet fart that is <laughs> Happy Chris Xmas. Parenthetical War is over by John Legend and Yoko Ono. John Lennon. John Le- John Legend. Yeah, John, John Le- Legend. <laughs> I'm sorry. Happy Christmas, parenthetical, War is Over, by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Mm. I know It'd be things. a real different song for John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, might Can be you better. Imagine? Who knows? Um, I don't need moralizing from someone who feels comfortable saying for yellow and red, run- red yeah. ones in reference to human beings. Also yeah. uh, a, a notorious misogynist and uh, abuser of women and children. Also, you who, know that they were... wore stupid glasses. Also, do you guys know what they're whispering at the beginning of the song? No. I don't. They're wishing their children, who they had with other people who they were cheating on with each other, a Merry Christmas. Mm. Those are their children's names. And you know that they were so smug about it while they did it. The children who, Julie Lennon, who John Lennon was so terrible to that Paul McCartney had to write a song telling him things are going to be okay. 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 Like, <laughs> hey, Jude. God. Oh. John Lennon. Dark. <laughs> so, I am not you. Christmas music is not my total favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I give it cursory listens at the very, at the very most. I've heard this song before. Didn't realize the kids were saying war is over. <laughs> what did you think that they were saying? Don't know. Just what thought it was think? weird children singing. You just, just thought never... it was children noise? <laughs> <laughs> like children do. I don't know. I mean, I'm How sure do you feel I must it? have known. But it, it, like for some reason, it really struck me listening to it for itself. Yeah, as critically, to, giving a critical ear to it. Yeah, as opposed to like, you know, it's on in the background at Macy's. Did it lend <laughs> itself to your category? Uh, I don't remember what my category was. Yes, it did. Visions of sugar plums. Boring. Fair, fair. (laughs) You know, you know what's not in dreams? War. (laughs) I don't know about that. If you want it, nightmares. If you don't want it, that takes care of it. Yeah. You don't have to have it, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what do you have? So I, I think this is an example of someone who lacks a certain degree of self awareness. Uh, and that's why this song exists. So I decided to call this Making a List, Checking It Once. <laughs> <laughs> I had Oh, I Rolly Nights as mine. This is me roll my eyes. Like, yeah. it's just, it's, there's nothing particularly, I mean, like, I agree with them. You know, like, I, the song, the song is not wrong, but it's not. It, it's so it's so blamey and I really do feel like the parts at the end where they're talking about the white bl- and the black and the yellow and the yes. red they're, what they're meaning to do is highlight like the real they're like yeah we're being a little bit like pejorative but like the real tragedy is war right and mm-hmm. that feels like to me like when you're trying to talk about how to like heal our country of all the injustice in the world and everyone's like well it's really just like an economic issue and you're like yeah Yeah. but it's also that people are racist (laughs) like you can't just distill it down to to something as simple as that not everything can be written on a whiteboard in a ted talk okay (laughs) i don't like it what so i oh i rolly nights i rolly nights that's a good one and say yours again andrew it was another oh Uh, checking a list making (laughs) a list checking checking it it once I have a better example for that later in the show, so I can I can retract mine for this if you. I'll take go Rolly Nights. I Rolly Nights. 
Pom, 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 pom. Peace on earth, little drummer boy wiping Crosby and David Bowie. It's 1977. Which song is it? (laughs) (laughs) Peace on earth, little drummer boy. By Bing. By Bing. And Bowie. And Bowie. I realize that I'm B- mixing Bing it and back Bowie. around. Bing and David. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're listening to the Morning Zoo with Bing and David. <laughs> even Crosby uh, and Bowie would really work. Uh, I believe in Bowie? When the Bowie household? <laughs> I do love when he's... No, I don't even think it's that clear. So... As you recall, there's a little bit of banter oh, man. Oh, yes. in the front of this song. And I was so glad I found the version that has the banter. Because if it just launches right in, you're like, oh, this is a completely respectable Christmas song. Oh. Nope. <laughs> there's all kinds of weird stuff going on. Although I do find it very relatable. Um, basically, the conceit is that uh, Bowie shows up at the place where Bing is staying, presumably. And they have this... <laughs> Bowie shows up at Bing's house without no, permission. No, 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 no. It's, so it's Sir Percival's yeah. house. Um, and they have sort of this weird, they're kind of like having like mild chit chat and they're kind of answering questions past each other. Yeah. Like this is an actual exchange they have. Bowie. Hello. Are you the new butler? Crosby. Ha ha ha. It's been a long time since I've been a new anything. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> then they move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> we should have taken these in inter- Like, Here's another one. Bowie. What happened to Hudson? Crosby, I guess he's changing. Bowie, yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't he? I mean, it's a joke about ch-ch-ch-changes, but, like, what are we supposed to glean from any yeah. of that? Yeah. Is it that, or is it literally just a joke about a butler who changes clothes a lot? Is it a joke about the traditions of the English gentry and the need for many, many outfits? We I've, don't know if it's a, the butler that they're talking about. I've yeah. got, we don't, actually. It could be <laughs> Hudson Percival. I've got, I've got one more. Bowie. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you. You're the one that sings, right? Crosby. Well, right or wrong, I sing either way. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is clearly a reference to the Abraham Lincoln's birthday song oh. from uh, from Holiday Inn. Oh, oh! The wrong part. Oh, but he, that's oh, when he's singing wrong. Um, it sounds like a conversation by two people who've fallen down and hit their heads rather, stru- rather stoutly. But at the same time, so that's what how I felt about it initially. But when I thought about it, is this not kind of what we're doing with all of our, um, in our case, since we're all liberals, Republican family members when we gather for Christmas? <laughs> yeah. We're all kind of asking sort of generic questions with functory answers. Yeah. We're kind of talking by each other and we're not actually nah, connecting. Nah. And isn't that what's happening with Bowie as a young, the young <laughs> upstart coming in and talking to, to Bing? But Mary, he's not as young as he looks. He He, likes the Beatles. He's he's got a six-year-old son who would one day grow up to direct the Warcraft movie. Uh, (laughs) That's an amazing fact. I do like when David Bowie's like, yeah, I listen to the old people, like the Beatles and Harry Nielsen. Like John Lennon specifically. He specifically calls out Lennon. John Lennon and and Harry Nielsen. What a sick Beatles bird. (laughs) I loved it. I was like, especially coming off uh, War is Over, I was like... Five years later. I was like, yes, yes. Uh, I also like that he referenced like, oh, this is my son's favorite song, Little Drummer Boy. Really? Peace yeah, on Earth kid- slash Little Drummer Boy, this original combination of songs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful song. I this It's a beautiful song, although I think that the cultural thing that it does for me is it reveals to me the what should have been obvious the entire time, 
but it's un- inescapable when you listen to the song that Bing had to introduce himself for his entire life as Bing. <laughs> <laughs> if someone was like, hello, my name is Bing, I'd be like, excuse me? <laughs> I normally do not care for Little Drummer Boy as a song. How do you guys feel? I'm fairly neutral, to be honest with you. I don't know. I, I, I don't love it, but I don't know. It's not to my taste, I guess, but... I will say, as a kid, I think I did love it, because you get to, you know, drum. Bang things? Yeah. You know what? I don't like it. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> you know what I don't like? Oh, come on, Kelly. You're banging a drum. Uh, you know what I don't like? I don't like that the little drummer boy, the only thing he can offer a baby is playing a drum near it. <laughs> You've just given birth. You're Mary. You've just given birth. Your baby is finally asleep in a non-safe crib. Uh, um, uh, feeding manger? Trough? A yeah. feeding trough? And here's oh, this little punk showing up and being like, "I, the only thing I can do for this baby is play the drum. She's like, well, maybe you could sing him a nice song or maybe give him a little pat on the head. No, no, drum or nothing, lady, and I will play it. And she's been putting up with kings coming to the stable yeah. and like wanting refreshments and to be taken care of. She's just giving birth to a baby. But you know, at least the kings brought presents like gold and it's frankincense rude. and myrrh. Yes. It's rude. Mm. Oh, so he's little. Also, so he's like, pro- oh. I'm just thinking, and drum, like, but not with any kind of beat. Just <laughs> pump. Well, yeah. Pump. I say, like, he's a little drummer boy. He's probably terrible at the drum. He's like, <laughs> this is like going to my orchestra side when I was 10 years old. It must have been a nightmare. Like, yeah. But I wasn't playing for Jesus. <laughs> I think this song's basic, the whole deal is the future is coming. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. All you can do is try to advance yourself forward. Hmm. That's what I think the song is about. The little drummer boy does not care if the baby does not want to hear his drum. He knows that this is his moment, and he is snagging it. Yeah. And we're talking about it 2,000 years later. Yeah. Yeah. What do we have for categories? Well, uh, I I mean, obviously, you know, this is a weird pairing. It works, frankly, very well. I This this is the first time I've actually heard the song... Uh, without seeing the video, I decided to forgo that. And if you hear it just on its own, it's very beautiful. It's really fantastic. They, their voices work well together. It's great, but they, it doesn't make any sense. And I don't know how to like expound upon that too much because many things have been said about how weird this pairing is. But uh, going off that observation, my category was Miser Brothers because they're two things that are very different but work together very kind of well in the end. Yeah. It's too bad that Bing was not a little bit chunkier mm. for mm. this particular moment. That would really drive that home. Oh, if yeah. only there was a third one, they could do the... Oh, you could be Simon. Simon? <laughs> Chipmunks. Oh! <laughs> or not Simon, Theodore, sorry. Oh, man, who, who would be a good third in that situation? I'm going to say Cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Fat Elvis, duh. <laughs> Um, I did. I actually do think that this is a cool song. Um, I would agree with you, Andrew. I've never heard it just by itself until I did that for this list, and I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Just in and of itself, I've always seen the video, um, and definitely you have um, kind of the point of it. I think is almost like a passing of the baton mm-hmm. of these two. <laughs> Skip, <laughs> skipping a few laps. Hmm? Going from Bing Crosby to David Bowie, <laughs> just passing the yeah, but it's here. like it's sort of. I think it's supposed to be like we've got stuff for the oldies and we got stuff for the youngies, like <laughs> something like a like a moment, a momentary bridge. Bing's like David Bowie. David David, David Bowie. I thought, you're, did you did you're you the read? King, you're the king of Christmas now, David Bowie? 
Did you read that where they were like, where David Bowie was basically like, I'm pretty sure he didn't know who I was. And then later Bing Crosby was like, I had no idea who he was, but my kids liked him. So. But I did think that it's like kind of forward pointing sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. And it's definitely cool. So I called this a cool hand spooks of Christmas yet to come. Mm. So I could not find a good category for this, but I do love this song. So I actually put it in best. Whoa. For only because it's a Christmas mashup, and I think it's the first of its kind, and I think that's kind of interesting. That is interesting. You know, you make a good point. I, I'm not sure that's true, though, since Christmas mel- medleys have been around for a while, but I don't know. I, I know what you mean, but like a, a cultural Christmas mashup, I'd I say. think Peace on Earth is a new song, though. Yeah. I don't think that Peace on Definitely Earth that exists are... on its own. Now. Then or now. Yeah. Then or now. I don't eat know. It. Like, but then I don't think it did. Hey, eat it, John Lennon. <laughs> I think it's I think it's derivative of a hymn. Maybe. But yeah. That arrangement of it. Yeah. Andrew? I I wouldn't have thought of it like that, but maybe it is a best. I don't know. Like I it's it's really good. <laughs> Mary strongly okay, disagrees okay, with okay, that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean such a face. I think the nicest thing you can say about it is what frankly I said about it, which yeah, is that yeah. It's it's an interesting thing. It's definitely cool, you know. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about it. And it's pointing towards the future, hopefully. Unlike the song we just listened, like the um, Happy Xmas, mm. which is like now at this point just noise. <laughs> Literally, in my case, just <laughs> <laughs> <Some> background noise. <laughs> You're like, what are those kids saying? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't need to investigate at all. <laughs> it's fine. They're just creepy children. Mary, what was it again? Cool, cool hands, hands spooks of Christmas yet to come, which is a play on the yeah. ghosts of Christmas yet to come. Yours is the best. Thank you. Thank well, you. Technically, yours was best. So, you know, <laughs> I'm strictly. To get that in there. Oh, sorry. Okay. Going from the understated sublime to the grisly absurd. <laughs> so... <laughs> we have Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer by Elmo and Patsy. As if someone. Not named Elmo or Patsy would consider singing this song. I just assumed it was Elmo and Patsy. Right? Uh, <laughs> we're on the knife's edge of the 80s. Oh, my God. 79. And we're talking about Grandma getting run over by a reindeer. I just <laughs> wrote this as, here we have a lighthearted Christmas song about an alcoholic woman who dies alone in the street on Christmas, even though she has a loving family. That is a grisly death. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, and all her family cares about is like, do we return her presents? And also making fun of her wig. Yeah, it's yeah. rude. I know, and her husband moves on immediately. Immediately, <laughs> immediately. Like, I know that Let's the see. end of the year invites reevaluation of one's own life and considering one's own mortality. But surely there are less triggering ways to do that. <laughs> so, I. I actually think that the song is is like a a, a alt right attack on women. I do. Yeah. I don't think you could have ever written a song about a man it's without not, it being derivative of this song. It's oh, yeah. not kind to ladies. It's no, not. Sure. If you really break it down, like so, you said alcoholic, but there's no necessarily. What happens is she has too much eggnog. Yeah. Mm. She decides it's once a year. She's going to get a little bit a little bit drunk, which I think is everyone's right. I like. <laughs> She decides to walk home alone despite warnings and pleas from her family that it is not safe for her to do so. To walk to her own home at night. She cannot do that Mm -hmm. in this world. And 
Then to bring that around, she gets brutally murdered. She's brutally killed the second she steps out into the snow by herself because no one in her family will drive her to go get her medicine. That is why she wants to go back to her house. Point of order on that, Mary. I think she actually was murdered because if you listen to the lyrics carefully, there is a line in which uh, Elmo, I believe, says... <laughs> yes, um, Elmo. They, they... What, did El- what did Brother Elmo Brother say? Elmo. <laughs> he said they found her with incriminating claws marks uh, on her prints, back. Right? No, no, claws marks. Oh! Santa claws. Claus clawed her back. So Santa Claus is... hit her with a sleigh and crushed then her molested face. her. Yeah, crushed her face with, with the hooves of his reindeer and then violated her corpse terrible this is the darkest this is this is the darkest timeline of christmas yeah yeah Yeah. but i I think it's very alt-righty what do you think that elmo was holding a tiki torch when he said that (laughs) (laughs) um so i found myself so appalled that i had to borrow against a well-known christmas pun when i called this silent night deadly night Mm. Mm. okay that's a good one because we don't talk about these things yeah but they're still there and they hurt people. Yeah. Malevolently. <laughs> Along the same lines. I just called it Krampus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a similar thought. I um, I call this new Coke because it's rebranding Santa Claus as a psychotic monster. Hey, guys, so. guess what? We all agreed, but <laughs> hey. we called it different things. Uh-oh. It's, it's very satisfying when we all have the same train of thought, I will say. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, do you think that new Coke? Job, guys. Do you think that new Coke is going to be named the the beverage of the alt right after this podcast? <laughs> I, I hope so, because they deserve something terrible. Andy, Mary, new Coke. Well, how is this Brilliant. problematic? Let's get into it. Brilliant category. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. I thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, because it's. I mean, it's it's a it, the second time this one's trying to rebrand Santa Claus. But as a lunatic. So, Andrew, you and I have to come to terms with each other. All right. What do you think? What was yours again? Silent Night, Deadly Night. Hmm. I... My My only complaint with New Coke is that you lumped this in with the... Beach Boys? Yeah, okay. Which, okay, okay. which I think you know sullies what? the Beach Boys. I, I don't think ah, we should... Damn it. The, okay, Beach yeah. Boys, the Beach Boys <laughs> and Pet Sounds don't belong with Elmo and Bats. Well, it's the Beach, so Beach Boys Christmas album, technically. Which but, is a great um, album. It's a great album. Yeah, and better than Elmo and Patsy. I'm assuming. I haven't heard the whole album. Okay. <laughs> what okay. if the rest of it is just like, we are not bigots, we love everybody, we are not hateful towards women, and then this is like the one like shocker. <laughs> we are not bigots except for the yellow, the red, and the white. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Okay. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Okay. Well, on an emotional roller coaster coming down from immediately down. Speaking of the alt right. <laughs> oh! Same hey. old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> Dirty Dan Fogelberg. Dirty yeah. Dan. So I understand this is a song that I am incredibly familiar with. Uh, mostly for mocking reasons, but um, <laughs> Kelly, this is your first experience I've with the Fogue. Ne- never heard this song before. <laughs> what did you? Uh, what did you make of it? Uh, not great. Not great. Well, uh, not great did, at this all. is not your new favorite Christmas song. Uh, yeah, it is actually. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad you introduced it me to it. Uh, no, uh, it was terrible, and I'm not even gonna lie. Not sure I listened to the whole thing. 
How is that it possible? It does go on for a while. It goes on forever. I tried many times. Don't you want to know what happens to them after they drink a six pack in a car? <laughs> That's illegal. No, it mm. is. Um, so I did At not realize. We are. I did not realize that this song was quite as. Um, creepy <laughs> no no i always knew it was creepy no i didn't realize that people might not recognize this song because it, it plays literally all the time in our uh college town lexington kentucky's christmas station called mixmas <laughs> like every third song is this huh. um so much so that it became somewhat of a joke with me and my college friends <laughs> um so i but for people who don't know this is a song about dan fogelberg um Noted. My, mildly successful adult contemporary musician, Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> At best, successful. Yeah. <laughs> Folk song hero, Dan Fogelberg. I hear he's doing okay. <laughs> Grocery shopping, running into an ex, getting drunk on a car together, um, and then feeling bad about it, basically. Not feeling bad about endangering people's lives by drinking in a car, mm. but just feeling generally some ennui around the holidays. Yeah. This song is my literal nightmare. <laughs> Because even th- so, all of my exes live in Texas, and by that I mean Kentucky. Um, but when I lived in Kentucky, there was one grocery store that we all went to. It wasn't like a one horse town, we had multiple stoplights. Calm down, everybody. We were wearing <laughs> shoes. But there was one grocery store walking distance from the art by college campus and downtown and those sorts of things. So everyone went to that one. And I have spent a, a many minutes hiding behind pyramids of oranges or seasonal end caps because I saw my ex in a checkout line and I was like, Doc! I'm going down! Periscope down! Everyone oh. be quiet! Mary starts stocking milk in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll work for an hour for free. Leave me be. <laughs> Hit the linoleum! They might see! But this is my little nightmare. I also like that Dan makes it clear that she approaches him. Yeah. He's not oh, right. no, he approaches her. No, 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 he he her. Yeah, touches right. her. He, he just does. straight up, like, grabs that Andrew, lady. Andrew, would, would you like to expound on this song for a little bit? her gosh. purse. Oh, my God. I, this song. And then they laugh until they cry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's this song for? Answer In Dan Fogelberg. A grocery <laughs> store. I don't even, okay, so I'm trying to picture this scenario, because you've laid it out pretty, pretty well there, Mary, that, like, you know, you're just buying some groceries. Then your ex, who's become, I'll say it again, a mildly successful adult contemporary musician in the last few years, tugs your sleeve like a lost child. And like... You look down automatically, yeah, you're like, thinking oh, it's God. this child. And like... <laughs> and then, But he gets excited because he thinks you're looking at your, you're looking at his package. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's just like... I'm glad you said package to protect yep. our sensitivity. Also, yeah. also, on theme for Christmas, carry on. <laughs> Um, so Dan Fogelberg is just shopping alone on Christmas Eve and then just forces himself upon this woman all night long. Not only, I mean, oh, yeah. forces his presence on this woman all night long. I is like, you know, there, there's multiple points in the song where he's like, get the conversation drag. You're like, yeah, that's when you should Lagged. leave. Yeah. Lag. That's when you should walk away, Dan. Like, this is bad. Like, I don't know. It's just, I'm trying to imagine how horrifying this has been to like, be bothered by this man He's like, hey, we should get a we should get a drink. It's like it's Christmas Eve, the bars are closed. Let's get drunk in your car. Yeah, I'm Dan Fogelberg, <laughs> sexiest man alive. Yeah. I do like to imagine so like they get drunk in her car and then he's standing in the parking lot. Yeah. I like to pretend at this point that Dan Fogelberg is riding the Segway <laughs> to the grocery store. 
Like, it's not cool enough to be a bike. It's yeah. a segue. Or, or like a, a Razor scooter. I'm really... Yeah, he flips the Razor scooter off his back. And then a single puts, tear. And puts the plastic grocery bags, loops them around the handles, and sadly, sad, sadly paddles his way out into the night with his foot. Anywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> he wears a helmet. <laughs> and wrist guards. <laughs> No, I'm just the thing. The most shocking thing about this whole horrifying song is that Dan doesn't Danny doesn't then foist himself upon this woman's cur- uh, generosity further and like invite himself over. Yeah, like a full on trains, uh, planes, and yeah. automobiles moment where he's like, "Oh, take me home. Yeah. Feed what me." What we having for dinner? That looks pretty good. God, oh my god. Well, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to meet the architect. Well, no. Oh yeah. God no. Uh, I bet if, if, if Dan Fogelberg invited himself over to your house for Christmas, he'd be like, I'm bringing a Yule log. Then he like, then And it's just the no, world's no. biggest doobie. No, no. Then, he, <laughs> so then he'd show up with nothing, and you're like, oh, okay. And you're like, okay. And then he, he just lay, like half an hour later, he as soon as the architect isn't looking, he pulls his dick out, and he's got a red bow on it. Jeez. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh. <laughs> Do you think it would make the lady feel better because he dressed it up a little bit? At least he put on a tie. I mean, that's what he... That's... Obviously, a postmodern popcorn strings. Uh, I called it a making a list, checking it once because of the lack of self awareness. Fair. Yeah. I called it. It's not the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. At least for that lady. I would like there to be a companion piece, sort of a wide Saragas C sort of deal, where you get a song from the woman's perspective. Yeah. Of letting Dan Fogel into her car and then having to go home and have her husband be like what's going on why, why are, are you, you drunk on? why why do you seem upset why are there why when i open the door to help you unload your groceries did beer bottles fall out <laughs> you just want to get cranberries i'm worried about you yeah um yeah yeah all right what Jesus. are we gonna do what was yours again, Kelly? It's not the most wonderful time of the year. I like that one the yeah, best, I think. I think that kind of sums it up. Because it's, it's not good for her. It's not good for Dad Vogelberg. He's clearly having a bad it's time. It's just not good. Bum, bum, ba dum, bum, bum. Christmas wrappings by The Waitresses. Oh, man. The this next year. Another song I have never heard. <gasps> well, I'm so glad I introduced it to yeah. you. I'm glad I introduced you to all of these songs, but I'm especially glad I introduced you to <laughs> yeah, this like, song. Kelly, yeah. I'm so glad to, to have introduced How you to White Christmas. How lucky are you to have me to teach you about Christmas songs? <laughs> Carols. <laughs> this is one of my very favorites. Yeah. I think that this is a masterclass in low-key urgency with a yeah. festive beat. Yeah. 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 What do we think? What do you guys think? I gave it a Bob Cratchit because again, it's a, this is a song that does actually talk about the entire year, could be listened to all year, but only gets really appreciated as much as it should at Christmas. It could also easily be the best, in the best. Yeah. Did you see that? Critics agree. Yeah. With you that it was supposed to be like wrapped. Yeah. Well, I think what they're saying because rap was a very new thing. I think that what she thinks she's doing is rapping, but instead yeah. it's sort of like an atonal monotone. This is before Debbie Harry came along with the song Rapture to show you know 
what I, rapping really wants to yeah. feel. <laughs> Don't really clarify. Yikes. <laughs> um, I had it as an I slay all day. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh. I love that category like that, for yeah. it. Yeah. I like that she was like, the entire time she's like, I'm going to skip Christmas. But <laughs> she's definitely not. She's just having she, a low-key Christmas. She's low Christmas yeah. by herself. Yeah, because she's making herself a tiny turkey and will not settle for not having it with cranberries. Yeah. The writer of it himself says that he wrote it because, um, first of all, they kind of got roped into writing a Christmas song. He wasn't feeling yeah. it. But <laughs> he's like me every Christmas. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. feeling it. But he um, he wrote it kind of about how like hectic Christmas is and for pe- a lot of people and how like this this is kind of his ideal Christmas yeah. is, is to have like a it's time to oneself. But now he says that when he and he was surprised when it was a hit. So the waitresses um, also performed. I know what boys like, mm-hmm. and they had been promoting it and like touring with that as their kind of like big crowd pleaser number. And this guy had a call home with his, I think, believe at the time, girlfriend, now wife. And she was like, hey, I've been hearing your song on the radio all the time. It was around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, finally, all that work for uh, I Know What Boys Like paid off. She's like, no, 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 your Christmas song, fool. <laughs> he was like, what? So it was kind of a surprise <laughs> to him. And he says now, even to this day, when he's like feeling grouchy around the holidays, he'll be like at the mall or shopping and like annoyed at the grocery store. And it'll come on and it's like kind of a like slap on the back of the head, like <laughs> lighten up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's time to be festive. It's festive. an amazing yeah. song. Yeah, like, this is fantastic. Which which speaks to me quite a bit. Yeah. So I called this an epipinophy because I think it's like it's a, a wake up call. Yeah. <laughs> quite literally. Yeah. yeah. I like that, but I think Kelly's got this one. Remind me, of Calgary, remember type. Oh yeah, I slay all day. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Is it ice slay or ice slay? It could be ice slay. Well, that's up to you, girl. Going from going from best to best. Oh. <laughs> A Christmas to Remember by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. Guys, I, I know I said the last one could be on the best, but I have to say this is actually the best Christmas song ever written. Andrew, would, so you, would you like to tell us a bit about what's oh, going on in the music video for Mary, this? I, I'd love to. I, love I so know much. that we've all watched it because you've shown it to me. I have shown it to Kelly we personally. We've it upon <laughs> you so many times. Well, imagine if you imagine we've gifted a it to you. Yeah. yeah, like a Christmas present. Yeah. Imagine if you will. Cabin, snowy winter time, full of mannequins, full to the brim. Like it's, it's a, a it's a ski chalet. It's a ski chalet. Oh, a ski chalet. So it's mannequins all wearing like eighties beautiful eighties ski wear and eighties mannequins wearing beautiful eighties oh, yeah. ski it's, wear. It's a sight to behold. And then of course who who bumbles on in but Kenny Rogers in the dorkiest snow bib. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with him? But Dolly Parton in the greatest snow outfit ever. Uh, what is she wearing, Andrew? I, you know, I. I okay, I know what she's wearing. I'll say, I'll say it's a. To me, it's a blur of just pink and fashion of blue. It's amazing. It's not pink. It's not um, pink. It's what? Blue. It's blue and red. Oh, pink she and red. Oh, God. Is, she has her hair all the way up to Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> it's brushing baby Jesus's little feet it's in the sky, and she is wearing sort of a. Um, Sort of a Nordic stripe mm-hmm. sweater, tight. And then up to, I would say, her second or third rib. <laughs> 
is a pair of the most, the hardest working blue stretch pants, electric blue stretch <laughs> pants I've ever seen in my whole life, which are doing everything for her figure. And then topping it all off, the cherry on top is she is wearing a marabou feathered trimmed sparkly blue vest over that entire ensemble. Yeah. And what is she doing? She's pulling Kenny's snowshoes or <laughs> ski boots <laughs> off mm. and just having the biggest giggle about it. In, in what is essentially one of the creepiest rooms anyone's ever been yeah. in. In a room where they are the only two living beings in thing. a bunch of facsimiles of human beings. Dolly Parton is so charismatic and charming. You can put her in a room full of creepy dead-eyed mannequins in, in vintage ski wear and it just feels great. Yeah, it, it does. You would, you would not want to be anywhere else. You, yeah. you want to be with her. In fact... Dolly is so charismatic and sweet and amazing, she makes a song about hooking up in the mountains sound twinkly and wholesome. Hooking up in the mountains with Kenny Rogers. Yeah. This is a song, I'll point out, that posits that Kenny Rogers has sex. Kenny Rogers <laughs> is very delightful, though, in his own right. Yeah. His soft rotisserie chicken body just poured <laughs> in that, so, that ski bib is just so sweet. He's got the body of a man who's happy to be, be turning into Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> He does look like Santa Claus in this. I do actually, I think that this song, I love the line, fast talking lover and slow burning wood. Oh, that is what, that's first yeah. of all, it's hot. And second of all, it's what everybody wants. <laughs> like, like it is what everyone wants. And frankly, what Dolly deserves. Yeah. She deserves it. Um, but this is a song of mature love. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, from top to bottom, what they're talking about. And it's a, uh, and it's very sex positive, and it's celebrating um, consent, willingly surrender. This is this is a safe, this is a holding environment. Yeah. I think it's before it's time. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so I gave this category because it's mature love, December December romance. <laughs> <laughs> Which now I realize is not like super Christmas themed, except December. It's December. It's, it's fine. Great. Oh, that's fantastic. I yeah. I don't even know if I want to continue with my category. But uh, I am, um, because I think this is such an odd pairing of, you know, this charming angel that's Dolly Parton and, you know, Kenny Rogers. Uh, I gave it to Miser Brothers because it works. Yeah, but I think she lifts him up. Yeah, like, no, I know. It like works. She, like, I yeah. believe that they are in love when they sing the song. Yeah. Even though, I mean, there's plenty of rumors and slander out there. But Dolly Parton has been married to a very shy man basically her entire career. Yeah. I will allow just a December, December room. You're not it's allowing it. The best. You're not allowing no. it. You're willingly surrendering to it. <laughs> and you know it's coming for all of us. It, yeah. So, like, really, I mean, like, this is future-facing and positive. Yeah. Yes. 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 Who doesn't want to fall? And I, I, I think that Kenny Rogers is kind of cute in this. Yeah. He's a bumbling, sweet man. Who mm -hmm. can't. And also, he's willing to admit that he can't get his own ski boots off. <laughs> it's... Uh, it's a turtle stuck on his back. <laughs> Oof. He just, All right. He just stumbled in to see what condition his condition was in, guys. It's okay. <laughs> coming coming down from that musical perfection. Yeah. We have. Ooh. Do they know it's Christmas by Band Aid? Also, may I point out that um, 1984. This is the only year in this whole list that wow. we have. More and I actually cut. This is also hmm. the year that um, Queen's "Thank God It's Christmas" came out. So this was like a really huge year for pop Christmas songs. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. It's weird. Has guys, let's just take a moment. I would like us to have a moment of reflection and say, 
Seriously, has anything aged less well than this song? Like in the world. They redid the song during the Ebola days. They've done the song twice. Yeah, it's it's recently insane. they did one in um, yeah. they the Ebola days, the thirty year anniversary for uh, for Ebola. At which point I can't. I, I apologize. I couldn't find the actual quote, but I believe it was one of the. Um, uh, to, in response to the question, "Do they know it's Christmas time at all?" I believe a government official from Guinea said, "Our country is ninety eight percent Christian." We know it's Christmas <laughs> because this is the most condescending song ever written. And on top of that, it's terrible. Yeah. Like, it's so terrible. It totally is. Um, oh, man. There's a good term for this. You know what comes up when you search Christmas 1984? Just all Band-Aid. First wow. three pages. Yuck. Um, Damn it, Bob Geldof. What is the term for this where you're like, you're, you're like a vacation... You're vacationing, but you're providing aid. I have no idea. Probably like volunteer tourism. Volunteer tourism. Yes, mm. yes. This is the this is a song basically about volunteerism. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly, for the assist locating <laughs> for that. You know, I love a poor manto. <laughs> you love a poor. If you have to, if you are struggling with a poor manto, Kelly's your girl. She's got a got a Give reference at her fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously called this an eye-rolly uh, oh, night. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I um, What did I call this? I said, um, it's the thought that counts. Uh, you know? Because, <laughs> like, Cause like good intentions, because, no, because terrible presence. <laughs> countries that are struggling with uh, mass outbreaks of disease are like, oh, thanks, Band-Aid. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll you take know the what? money. I don't even care that it's Christmas. I'm not a Christian. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, also, I think like most of the money went to like corrupt governments. Yeah, so. yeah, probably. Um, I had it as a. It's not the most wonderful time of the year, mm. but I think Mary's is the most. I'm gonna put some fitting. points towards mine. It's the thought that counts. I'm not sure that it is the thought that counts in this case. <laughs> like, like I remember distinctly hearing this on the radio mm-hmm. when I was a kid, yeah. and kind of not knowing what it was about. And then when I was like maybe in middle school learning what it was about and even then being like oh oh god just like no i think that i think that they would have been much happier if those bands all individually or maybe together performing together performed their mega you know successful songs and then just donated a bunch of money yeah to their cause and we're like we're doing this this is a tour that we're doing for to benefit people in blank Guys, this is like if Dan Fogelberg wrote a Christmas song to an entire continent. <laughs> Please ex- let me touch you. But the ex-girlfriend is colonialism. Please. <laughs> hey. So I don't think it's the thought that counts. No, that's fair. Okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Uh. All right. Still in 1984, Last Christmas by Wham! Wham! <laughs> Wham! 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 Guys, can I make a make a comment here? I love Wham. Like, <laughs> I love Wham amazing. too. Like that's something I've learned in the last few years of my life, kind of casually. That in fact, Wham was a fantastic band. I'm gonna become a Kathy cartoon for a quick sec. <laughs> right. So hold on. I feel like the song is. <laughs> I feel like the song has aged with me, sort of. Um, it covered me when I came home from college and had breakups and and all that kind of dis- disappointments in love. Um, in my early 20s, it described my, um, you know, kind of my career disappointments, 
kind of deciding where I was and who I was and was I not making enough money and like looking back over the year. And uh, now as I'm entering my late 20s and uh, the razor's edge of 30, it's how I feel about my annual recommitment to exercise and weight loss. Um, at the end, I'm like, Pilates, you did me wrong. But next year, I'm giving my heart to spin, and I'm losing 10 pounds. Fantastic. I'm going to give it to someone special, and that special is a wine membership for me. <laughs> I appreciate the use of the term, uh, the very next day you gave it away, because uh, it sounds better than, you know, you had to return it for store credit because I didn't give you a gift receipt. Which <laughs> 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 is pretty, it would have been a clunkier, I guess. Oh, I like the song, though. I, I love mean, the no, song. It's, it's I a, think it's an so... amazing song. No one's saying it isn't. Yeah. Um, I would agree. So my category for it is a little meta. All right. Please. I called it White Christmas. Okay. Because I think in, you know... how Because of cocaine? Because of cocaine. Because I think in another, like, 40 years, we're going to look back on it as fondly as we look back on White Christmas. Oh, I think we're already doing that. But yes. I like it. it, Like an instant classic. Yeah. Kind of deal. Okay. 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 I respect that category a lot. Yeah. I like it. What do you have, Andrew? Uh, I have... um, Because... This is a bit weak. Because it's a sad Christmas song about being alone. Snow saucer. No. I do like snow sauce. Like, yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. category. Yeah, There's yeah. another white Christmas coming up that. Okay. Well, I, I think well, we I, I, think I know what it is. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like snow saucer. All right. What did you have it as? Oh, I had it as a postmodern popcorn strings, which okay. I do believe is true of it, but it is. It, it does, is also a snow saucer. It's also a snow saucer. Um, you get. And it I think only. it's the least drunk of all of them. Yeah. That was kind of my central tenet with there, and I think that this is the least drunk. Fair. Andrew gets it only for his joke about having a store credit. <laughs> what? You don't like my... You don't... Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Ack! <laughs> it is how I feel at the end of every year. Um, oh. Uh, next up. Yeah. Uh, next up we have Santa Baby oh, by yeah. Madonna. Oof. And we've also exited 1984 and that's why everything's going to crap. Yeah. Some classics don't need to be revisited, guys. <laughs> I, I will just... say, I so Eartha Kitt performed this first. Yeah, yeah. I and then there's the woman who is the voice of Betty Boop. That's the one you hear the most on the radio. Yeah, okay. is like a, if it's not Betty Boop, it sounds exactly like her. What I find really upsetting about this is Madonna has like a cool voice, and actually, I think she has like the gravitas to pull this song off, mm-hmm. especially coming off Material Girl. Like you could do that. It's yeah. like it's, it's a natural extension. But instead, she kind of mimics those other two, which is weird for her. Yeah. 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 Still kind of fairly early in her career, though, relatively speaking. So she might not have had the, the confidence. The to, chutzpah to, to do know. it yet. Yeah. I have some sort of controversial feelings about uh, Santa Baby. I don't think of the like kind of sexy little girl Christmas songs <laughs> or of the like Ugh. problematic Christmas songs which uh, the which chief among them the word sexy little girl <laughs> yeah uh, well that's yeah, actually not yeah. true it's it's problematic because baby it's cold outside and Santa baby yeah. are the two 
Yeah. It's the baby songs it's that baby. are not about Jesus. <laughs> um, I prefer Santa Baby because even though she's doing like kind of like a little girl voice, she's asking for like things that are definitely going to keep her going for the rest of her life. Oh yeah, like but- she is she is making a bid for her nest egg. Yeah, but Eartha Kit doesn't do it in a baby voice. No, she doesn't. So. We that came from Betty that it, Yeah, that it is the baby voice that makes it kind of creepy and weird. I mean, it's creepy, I think, to to, to demand these sorts of things from yeah. one's lover in yeah. period. Especially since it's sort of like a... It definitely is, is a... It's that old thing where it's like, well, but she, she you know, she's the one who influences everything when mm-hmm. actually he's the one who has all the money and clearly all the power. Um... But I just, I cannot help but admire a woman who asks for a platinum mine. Yeah. That is a wild thing to ask for. <laughs> and when Eartha Kid does it, it's so like, there's gravitas to that. It's like. Yeah. yeah. So I, of course, called this Santa Jaws, gonna need a bigger box. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a mine? Yeah, I think so. For a mine, for a car. Yeah. All the things she asks for. Sable. Uh, Sable, Sable you can put a box. box. You can put hey, a Sable you, box. Yeah. Still need a box. I also do kind of like at the very end, she's like, one more thing, a ring. Actually, that might be the thing I that kind of kills it for me. Yeah. Because otherwise, she, if she got a platinum mine, she does not need this man anymore. Yeah. Santa? Yeah. She doesn't man. need Santa. Why do ladies yeah. want to bone Santa? Have you seen Santa Claus? I don't know. <laughs> it seems weird. <laughs> um, what do you guys have? I had uh, Remix the Cookie Dough. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are other. I have other categories that would also fit into it. Could be a uh, keep Christmas sacred. Mm. That's what I thought. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I appreciate that, but this is actually uh, this was recorded as a part of a charity album for uh, special for the Special Olympics, apparently, with cover art by Keith Haring, which is kind of cool. That is cool, but. But, this is I mean, definitely a song about like monetary. Gain. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yes, uh, <laughs> like this is a song about capitalism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> you think? <laughs> what did uh, you have it as? Andrew? I had a. It's the thought that counts, because it's a charity recording. You're like, oh, thanks. Uh, Weird. Yeah. I kind of think it's keep Christmas sacred. I think that's it's keep fair. Christmas that's sacred. fair. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's time. It's time. Guys, Mary. we've finally arrived. It's we could just stop after this, right? <laughs> I no. Uh no, because we've got yeah, we, we got some gems. We got some gems, yeah. but this is definitely this definitely is is cream of the crop, tip of the top. All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey, 1994. I thought that song came out like much later than that. Nope. No. It's been around for literally ever. Um <laughs> well, you know. By for literally ever, she means 23 years. 23 years. <laughs> it's been around for a long time for sounding yeah. as fresh as I That's think it true. does. It yeah. feels it feels like something ancient. It feels like a like a really bouncy cool Lovecraftian elder god. It just it's <laughs> it's always been there. Well, it's beyond humanity's understanding. And it was written in an hour. No kidding. Mm. You'll be happy to know. So this was of course this requires planning, right? So they had to record this in June and Carrie to get in the spirit decorated her whole house with all of her Christmas stuff. Wow. To get in the mood for it. That's insanity to me. <laughs> I know it's not insanity to you, but to me it's like... Ugh. As my dear Where friend, do you even get a real Christmas tree in? 
I mean, Mariah Carey does not we, have a real to, Christmas tree. To, to be fair, though, it's a pine tree. Yeah. So mm-hmm. many places. It's evergreen, evergreen. Kelly. <laughs> it's not like they're brown. It's the, the easiest summer. tree to get in the summer. Um, as my dear friend Adam Hall says, if you like, if you talk to him, he's like, if I ever knew that I had like thirty days to live, first order of business, putting up all my Christmas stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so no, they it took uh, an hour to write, and then Mariah Carey like zhuzhed it and had free reign uh, and and really fought for her vocal performance to be the way that it is. You and, oh, you mean perfect? perfect. Which which <laughs> is to say, perfect. Yeah. And uh, they kind of fought her on it, but she won. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. God, uh, do you guys think Mariah Carey signed a deal with the devil to get this song? I, I mean that not because it's popular, because it's so popular, it's overshadowed all of her other very uh, numerous accomplishments. Like, this is what she'll be known for. Glitter. Forever. Yeah, gold <laughs> until Certainly. Glitter. Well, also <laughs> national tragedy. Overshadowed <laughs> glitter. Who has comments? Um, I mean, how do you comment on it? You just, it, it is. It always has been. It always will be. For, I, I, I put it down as paradigmatic platinum and gold, mm. obviously. I called it an Ebenezer pleaser. I called it a white Christmas. Mmm. I honestly think as it crosses generations, I kid you not, I think it's going to get better. Okay. I'm sorry. I think like our children will I accept it. Will embrace the song in ways we didn't even know how. <laughs> Feeling good about that, Kelly? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Next up, we have Mistletoe Jam, Everybody Kiss Somebody by oh. Luther Vandross. Parenthetical, the sexiest Christmas song ever written. Yeah. Oh, my God. Andrew, uh, come over here and get out of this mistletoe with me. Um, I'm not going to get under that mistletoe with you anymore. Why not? Because you don't know how to act when you get under there. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. What? Last time I got under that thing with you. What happened? Last time I got under that thing with you, I had twins. Ooh, tell it all. (laughs) That is an original performance of the spoken word dramatic reading in front of this song if you have not heard this song this is i would say this is the song that i expect people have to be the least familiar with to Uh, their detriment but you're welcome ahead of time run don't walk is what i have to say about this song it's worth every second of it it's also worth noting that after the spoken word part that we just created there's a song afterwards there's a song and the first line of that song is I sure like to party deep into the night. Which <laughs> is such a creepy way to lean into it. I love it. Uh, it's definitely true. The uh, center tone of the song is uh, get under some mistletoe and, and start smooching. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had mistletoe? Like in your house? I We have a little like plastic fake ball of yeah. mistletoe. Like do you make people kiss under it? Do you like... Uh, do we make people... No. Do you... <laughs> No, we don't. Do you like kind of like steer people that way? No. Are you supposed to be like creepy, like children playing with dolls? Like, smooch, you're in love. (laughs) Mistletoe. Oh, God. That's how you know you're a serial killer. I, uh, every time I hear this, also, I can't help but hear mistletoe jam. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I read it that way a few times. Which is pretty, which is pretty rough. Uh, No, I mean, like, I think that sort of mistletoe is equivalent to spinning a bottle. Like, it, it's very much a part of, of what we understand culture to be, but not not actually something that happens Yeah. At, in social occasions, because that would be weird. Fair. Yeah. Good. It, it is weird. It should not be accepted. This is definitely, um, 
and I, I cannot believe I'm about to use this this expression, which was uh, brought about, I believe, on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. But this is a grown sexy song, spelled G R O N W N, like a grown up person mm, sexy yeah, song, yeah. which was, I think, the theme of like a Bachelor contestant's wedding was grown sexy. <laughs> it didn't make sense in a vat. Uh. It didn't make sense, but it, that's definitely true. I mean, like this is like at the at the very jump, what she's talking about is. We we had a passionate night that resulted in children, we which had, we are now raising. We had yeah. passionate, unprotected mistletoe sex <laughs> at a party, yes. presumably where there were other people. It's so weird. Yeah. It's one of Probably those after they left. Um, so I call this a December, December romance. <laughs> I think this is for adults. I this think... is not like teenagers aren't making out <laughs> this song. <laughs> In their basement. I think you win. You do win. That's amazing. My, uh, I will say, I I will mention my category, which was I, I kind of debated back and forth and started off with uh, triple Xmas, but that seemed a bit stupid. So I went with. It seemed a little too porny. A little too porny. I went with. A a little bit overstating. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's some nuance. This is like this is like baby making. This is not. Which which really is the reason for the season, if you recall. That's true. (laughs) I know. I when you when you were positing this to me, I believe I suggest said to you, if you really think about it, a lot of songs are about a lot of Christmas songs are about baby making. (laughs) Uh, But my category I ended up with was the North Pole. (laughs) Oh God. Did you have that for anything else? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I had it as ho ho ho, which I was never pleased with. So. That's fair. Yeah. That almost feels a little bit. I like the North Pole better. <laughs> the North Pole. I, I like December December. December December right. is the way to go. This is, this is a consenting sex between consenting unprotected sex in public <laughs> between, between two, the two adults, adults <laughs> at a party. Or at least I hope it is. Yeah. yeah. I really hope it is. Yeah. Um. Great. Yeah. All right, we are rounding out the 90s with a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by InSync. So, I I did a deep dive on this video. Yeah, you did. Um, I think it would make sense for us to discuss and maybe uh, pick a topic, because my, my monologue really doesn't have very much to do with my topic for the most <laughs> part. But, um, but I would like to I would like to read it. Um, so I have some facts to share first. Would it surprise you to know that this was the second album they ever released? That this was on the second album? That or- they were the second album, yes. The second album they ever released was a Christmas album. Really? They went from and I'm ashamed to say I should know this, but I don't remember what their first album was called. But they went from their Might first self titled. Maybe. They went from their first album and then literally the next year they released this. This was their this was their sophomore album was a Christmas album. That is madness. That is madness. That I mean, is madness. That is boldness. Every sophomore album is kind of terrible, so why not make it a Christmas one? Not everyone. Like and also like the whole point is to then show your growth, but then to just go directly it's such a, like a, a shameless cash grab. Mm-hmm. Kelly, did you have this album when you were a kid? The Christmas album? Did you have this CD? I don't think so. I didn't either. Um, I mean, I think I had everything else. I'm a little ashamed to say because I realized that this is not... History does not bear me out. I was a Backstreet Boys person, not Ugh. an NSYNC person. It's just wrong. I know. I know. I, I recognize this. but So I did not own this. I'd um, like you to know the NSYNC website's still up and going strong. <laughs> I bet. I, you know, why not? Um, 
Andrew, what, what were your thoughts about this? You know, honestly, uh, the only thing that really came to mind for me when I heard this was the the other music video with the NSYNC where they are the, uh, the marionettes. Yeah. And the thought of those guys waiting for Santa Claus was super cute. <laughs> <laughs> or those guys being tucked lovingly into yeah, stockings. that's adorable. Yeah, I really do, cute. I, I am fascinated that this is really like the first uh, religiously undertoned song on this Christmas list. Um, Little Drummer Boy is about religion. I mean, the first original religious song. On That's this true. List. The, the, it, pop music really usually uh, <clears throat> dismisses uh, Jesus in favor of Santa. Man. This uh, she refuses to choose. Or or winter in the case of. Can you imagine? They should have done an, al- an Easter album where Jesus shows up. <laughs> <laughs> or who would be who would be another? Who's like a Gary Coleman? Um, oh man, proxy. <laughs> Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman's in the music video. Oh, oh, um. Wait, Gary Coleman's in this music video? Mm-hmm. Gary Coleman's in this music video. We might wow. have to pause it so you can watch before I, I do this thing. Um, but uh, it would be like if Urkel showed up and was like, Jesus is sick. You guys have to get crucified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and zoomed oh in sync back to biblical times. I'll also say there's. <laughs> Remember when we were patting ourselves on the back about how non sacrilegious this was? Uh, yeah. I don't think we so what I will say about this video is that my, uh, for some reason YouTube wasn't really working where I could hear the sound but I couldn't see the video. So I don't know if you know how this video so- starts, but it basically starts with groaning, <laughs> and then Gary Coleman talking. Should I just should I just launch into Do my it. breakdown of the music Do video? Do you want to stop to have Andrew watch it? I want to experience this. With the fresh eyes that Mary's Perspectives is going to give me. Mm, I think that you're going to be completely lost, but okay. We'll see. This is madness. You don't understand. This music video finds an elven Gary Coleman having a stern word with Santa who's crumbled on a plywood bed. The camera lingers on Claus's white button fly as his firm hands graze, graze his padded belly. While Americans have come to expect a panted-out Santa, we aren't usually treated one who appears to be a relatively young person dolled up in old-age makeup left over from a high school production of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Between this and, and Coleman's parakeet green PVC four-button suit, the viewer is prepared for an exper- to experience holiday cheer divested of the need for suspended disbelief or natural fibers. As in sync is pressed into service as a pinch as pin, a pinch hitters for Santa, the quintet situates themselves on and around a sleigh. As a fisheye lens aerial shots of cities spin behind them, as a Casio keyboard drum loop kicks in, they touch down a group of homeless people who have literal soot smudges on their faces, yeah. as if they are prepared to pitch some woo at Mary Poppins. <laughs> They attend a party where the central theme seems to be mega babes wearing khaki. (laughs) In fact, the whole video's color scheme seems to be a valentine to khaki. (laughs) As all the reds, oranges, and blacks muddy to rust, burnt, and charcoal. As we peer into this putty-toned world, we can't help but notice that 95% of these lyrics are declaration of Merry Christmas, which then is immediately generified down to Happy Holidays. The central thesis of this piece is as blurry as J. Tim's profile as he is green-screened over a Windows XD default background, (laughs) desktop cloudy sky. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is until Coleman pops back in to usher this song out with a snap of his fingers. We, the audience, are left at loose ends. Ultimately forced to confront the reality that this song is the single of, from the 15th best-selling Christmas album <laughs> in America <laughs> of all time. <laughs> oh my God. No wonder these fellows pitched themselves in at it with such gusto. <laughs> my favorite, there are two things that I, that I did, could not encapsulate as part of the monologue. It just, it took me out into the weeds, but I would like to bring them up now. I like when they first meet the Mega Hot Babes. Yeah. That perplexing blue or purpley blue background that's just sort of floating there. The rest of the time, like when they're on the sleigh, there's like movement and like sometimes there's like even like Warren Miller like ski shots. Like there's like stuff going on. But then when they like touch down on other people, there's just like this gray box that floats over the Christmas scene like yeah. a, like a tombstone. And then when it's Mega Babes, it's that but purple. There had to be some technical reason for it, but I don't know what it is. Babies don't show up on gray. That's Everybody knows that. The other thing that I think is so interesting is that they really don't really hand out a lot of presents. (laughs) Considering. I mean, they're helping all these homeless folks. However, why did Santa have to be cut down? In order for them to help homeless I, people, I found I found the whole bit with Santa quite alarming. <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, because like also it's this is something that I, Andrew will realize when he watches it, and and I hope that the public will also partake. But <laughs> you, Gary public. Coleman, like so Santa like kind of like faints onto yeah. this bed, which when I say plywood, it looks like a prop, like it's a prop bed. Yeah, it is which not. Is, which is not necessary. <laughs> they could. It's a video, yeah. right? Like. This is not going to have to be stacked with other pieces of large scenery. What is going on? <laughs> so he like kind of crumples onto the bed. And then Gary Coleman comes in and is like, oh, no. What's the matter? Oh, Santa has a fever. Oh, no. Oh, Christmas is canceled. Oh, no. We can get in sync to do it. Like, and I think that I am pacing that better than he did. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it is like rapid fire. Yeah. Like, like Gary Coleman comes in at an 11. Yeah. He's coming in hot. He has a plan. It's 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 wild. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this song otherwise is completely generic. I don't know how you have I mean, do you have commentary on this song uh, if you didn't watch the music video? I mean only the, the sort of odd religious tones to it in unexpected ways. The odd know? religious yeah. tones, but also the happy holidays. Cause like yeah. nineteen ninety nine, isn't this the time when people were writing like think pieces being like we have to say happy holidays because it's more inclusive and then people were like, No Like isn't this like where like the war on Christmas <sighs> So here's my opinion on the war on Christmas. It's not real. It's not real. Because Americans love Christmas. And when I say happy holidays and you say, oh, you mean Merry Christmas? You know what I'm going to say to you? I no, hope I you don't. have a terrible New Year. <laughs> <laughs> there are two holidays within a week of each other. Happy holidays is the correct terminology. What Andrew is referring to is that there's like kind of a weird part where we talk about, where they talk about like Jesus yeah. loving you and blessing you. Yeah, multiple, it becomes a multiple times like God gives you his love. And like, yeah. Oh, hey. Thanks, in sync. Does God, yeah. have, does God have a gift receipt for that? <laughs> I don't want store credit. Uh. I want the cash. I don't want store credit at the at the deity feeling store. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with oh, it. Oh, I kind of uh. do. I'd like Zeus's wrath. I would Just like, like spend on other people. <laughs> I call this gung ho ho idiots. Obviously. Oh, that's pretty. Obviously, good. Yeah. that is yeah. what this is. Yeah. I um. 
Again, I fixed it on the religious aspect, but also, you know, it's that thing where it's like, it's God's love, but it's a cool situation for you, you know, uh, cynical suburban teens. Yeah, like muscular Christians. Yeah, muscular yeah. Christian, yeah. So um, I I didn't say, not the second coming, if you will, but the second strumming. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I called it a keep Christmas sacred, the dollar stein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, slightly, Binding. you know. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a cash grab. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially, well, no. I don't know if it's a cash grab. I think it might be just a display of power. Yeah. <laughs> For NSYNC to be like, we don't These even need, men. we don't even need a sophomore album. We're just going to release a Christmas album, which most of it is standard. Yeah, yeah. We don't even need a sophomore album because we can take over Santa's job. That's the power we well, have. Well, technically, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman is in charge of that. Yeah. Mm. So what do we have? We have um, Keep Christmas Sacred. We have... The Second Strumming. Second Strumming. And we have Gung Ho Idiots. Gung Ho Ho Idiots. I think Gung Ho Ho Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I will take it. Oh, here we are, guys. It's time. Oof. It's what you've all been waiting the, for. The song that just You mean the Millennium? My... The you millennium. mean the Millennium? <laughs> the <laughs> It's 2000. Yeah. It's 2000. Our computers all didn't melt. We sure we, didn't. we have a year. A year has passed since we had Y2K scare. And we have all... We've finished partying like it's 1999. Right? <laughs> We've touched down as members of a new century. And New Song has released The Christmas Shoes. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. <laughs> What, um, so for those unfamiliar, yeah. um, <laughs> this is a song <laughs> about a child with a terminally ill mother who does not speak for the entire thing nope. because the, all of the drama happens around this child trying to buy his bedridden mother a pair of shoes on Christmas Eve, <laughs> not having enough money, and then having a kindly man pay for the overage not even pay for the shoes outright just lend him <laughs> lend him the money that he needs absolutely needs to afford these shoes so that his mom can meet jesus in them so, so well, no 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 so okay. that his mother can look beautiful yeah. in case mama meets jesus tonight also why does that kid think his mom wants to wear shoes in bed nobody wants to wear shoes in bed everything about this makes no sense there are so many questions <laughs> this this song is so baffling they made a full length a uh, full feature length hallmark original film to explain it yeah starring, starring with Rollo. Rollo. <laughs> and and the daughter up. oh and the daughter from uh father of the bride and father of the bride too yeah wow. as as the titular mom she died the, as the titular shoes I'm i don't pretty, know if she died i'm pretty sure she yeah. dies yeah she does yeah. Is Rob Lowe in love with her? No, they they never meet. I think I... Rob Lowe is the man who buys the shoes. Yeah. I think I've so. seen this movie like once with you as a joke ten years ago, so I don't know. And I think I was like her. I think I was doing other things. Yeah. It was like the pod <laughs> Andrew was like just staring at it like <laughs> Andrew Andrew was laying on his Mary. stomach with his chin cradled in his hands, <laughs> w- gazing up at the Christmas shoes. What's even more funny? A dear- glass of milk with a red vine stuck yeah, in it. Yeah, dear listener. <laughs> So this is one of my favorite questions to ask people, um, and I don't get to ask it enough because there aren't really a lot of times where the song comes up yeah. without me forcibly shoehorning it into conversation. But, uh, sh- yeah, but, um, but um, 
What shoes do you picture that he's buying? They never specify in the song. Mm. I disagree strongly with what they depict in the movie. Oh, you mean cartoonish elf shoes? He kind of buys her. They're sort of like, um, (coughs) they're sort of like those little like cloth Mary Janes with like uh, embroidery on them. Mm. Kind of generically like Eastern. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I imagine that they are like a nice low sensible heel chunky heel with like and it's like a black loafer kind of look mm-hmm. or maybe they're like kind of like a bruisey color so you could wear it with blue navy or, or black. black yeah um, <laughs> yeah that's what I, I kind of imagine it like a like a like a nurse shoe but for nuns I think it's just a sensible look like a heel. pump yeah but, but low but I think it I, I think it's more than a pump like I think it has some sort of like with, oh, like an Oxford with a low heel. Oh, an Oxford with like a little bit of a wedge. Yeah. Oof. That's a dismal shoe. <laughs> Andrew, what do you imagine? Oh, I have some thoughts. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So for me, this is really a uh, the ending of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade kind of situation. Because mm-hmm. the shoe is the shoe is not for the mom's edification. This is this is a shoe for Jesus. She, the kid needs to find shoes that will impress. So yeah, it's sort of a situation where it's like you know, choose wisely. You know, which which of these mini cups slash shoes? Right. So which... he's standing in the shoe department. There's a pair of like boots covered in fur. Yeah. There's some uh, Manola Monarchs. <laughs> Mary yes. and I, who came of age in 2007, are <laughs> like made boots some eyes. with the fur. Uh. Just made some eyes at each other. <laughs> um, there there are flashy red yeah. heels. Yep. Yeah. There are you know. Um, uh, galoshes, galoshes, with some wellies with flowers <laughs> on them. Yeah, um, there could be any. I mean, really, how? Maybe, I mean, if it's like a children's thing, there's also like a pair of snowshoes inexplicably. Yeah. There, are a pair of you know, uh, sketch your shape ups, <laughs> casually, and I like to think that that's what he'd go with. <laughs> The shape ups. He does say he wants his mom to look beautiful on the way to see he's Jesus. Like, he's yeah. like, mom can really tighten up her bum since she's been bedridden. Let's get her some shape ups. Exactly. It's perfect. And it's a simple shoe. Nothing too crazy. It's not going to cost you like a ton of money. You know, cuts down on eighty three percent of your cellulite, mom. Yeah, because yeah, this, this this is a world wherein you know Jesus is apparently you know Jesus would want the simple wooden cup of the carpenter, aka a simple shoe, but also you know really cares about the appearance of women after they've died and tried to get into heaven. He's like, they might not let her in if she's fug. <laughs> Got her to get look pretty to go to heaven. Yeah. Work those calves, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dark and weird, but yeah, I think it's it's get your shape ups. All right, I have only I've I've heard the song I've heard the song when I was in middle school, and my whole family thinks it's just the Perfect. most hilarious thing of all time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've I've discussed this at length with many people, but from the second I heard the song to today, I know down to the marrow in my bones that the shoes he's trotting up with are a pair of pure white kids. (laughs) I know that so deeply. I've never pictured anything else, and it still feels so right. And I'm not even talking about, like, the cool, like, Taylor Swift kids that have kind of, like, a little platform. No. No. These are pancake flat, white lace-up kids. Yep. (laughs) That's what this shoe is. What kind of categories we got for this? Oh, my God. Uh, I strongly put it in worst. <laughs> strong, <laughs> strong worst. Strong, hard worst. 
I said the second strumming. The second strumming. I put yeah. it in silent, silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Both for what I wish the songwriter had chosen for himself <coughs> and for what's going to happen to the mom. <laughs> Oh my god, sorry, not to, not, to, not to linger on this, but like... I think we can linger on okay, Christmas okay, shoes. Like, what, what, I don't know, not to be too critical, what kind of family situation is this boy coming from where he's like, your mom's dying, probably today. It's like, oh, I better go get some shoes. I gotta get She's like, I, like is, is, is this mom Joan Crawford? <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, just like... I also have a question of, where is this child's father? He's at home with the mom. His oh. wife might be dying today. You know what? He should just order those shoes on Amazon. His dad's credit card. <laughs> they clearly don't have a dash button for white cats. <laughs> just ready to go. Because um, you know they have to buy them a couple times, right? You wear them outside once and you're no, they're no longer beautiful. Jesus is not going to say, okay. <laughs> what do you think that cashier said? This is cashier, like, this is Christmas Eve. They've had a long day. They want to go home to their family. This child approaches them. Do you think they're like... <laughs> Happy holidays. Ooh! There's nothing. There's nothing that cashier said to anybody else all day that has prepared them for this moment. Yeah. And that's you know that's what reminds him in the hustle and bustle of the holiday season that it's important to give shoes to oh, dying. Oh man! Women. You know what? Also, I kind of <laughs> forgot this about the song. Um, that the man thinks that God sent this little boy to him to remind him what Christmas is all about. Apparently buying shoes for dying ladies. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but consider consider the crust of that. That God decided that this woman had to die so that this man could learn a lesson? <laughs> which is ill-formed. Which means Mary's category is very correct. So. Oh Silent night, deadly night. Oh my god. It's a real Old Testament move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God's like, eh, what's a couple ladies between you and me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our last one on the list. Oh, Drum roll. Eight Days of Christmas by Destiny. The, the befuddlingly titled Eight Days of Christmas <laughs> by Destiny's Child. Uh. I don't even know how to follow up after, um, after Christmas shoes. Okay, but this I do. Is a great song. I do. First of all, is it a great song? I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, I think that it, I mean it definitely has like Destiny. It's, it's, it's Destiny's Child. It's Destiny's Child, so it's not bad. It's yeah, not. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. I do think that maybe Andrew thinks that it sounds good because to any girl in two thousand and one. Oh. <laughs> growing up like on the edge of like not watching the Disney's cha- Disney Channel anymore what you know is this sounds like the second pressing of Proud Family theme olives <laughs> think about the Proud Family theme song this song's real close to it, it and they wow. came out a month apart shut up mm. yeah I have no point of reference for that I just appreciate that this is a song about a man who realizes his lady wants a diamond belly ring dirty denim jeans and a poem <laughs> <laughs> I do love how dated those things are. At the very start of it, at the very start of it, Beyonce proudly declares that her fellow got her a diamond belly ring. <laughs> I also like kind of the high-low thing this guy's going for. It's like, diamond belly ring, foot rub. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the concept that she's dating a man who would give her a gift certificate to get her favorite CDs. So yeah, like, yeah. it's a gift certificate, followed immediately by, oh, also he got me a Mercedes. A car. <laughs> 
I know, like, chronologically this doesn't work, but isn't it funny to imagine this man is Jay-Z? <laughs> <laughs> I did also consider that and loved every second of it. Um, so the beginning part, it's really kind of weird. Like, initially when I was, I read the lyrics initially to be, like, kind of like, do I know yeah. this song or not? Doesn't it feel like Christmas? They just say it over and over again. And I kind of wanted to be like, are you asking me? Yeah. Am I supposed to answer you? Destiny? Destiny? <laughs> children of? <laughs> the child of destiny? The children of destiny? I, that's, is, is it? That's in, the, that's in the bargain bin. And then God thinks it for you. The children of destiny. <laughs> One of those big DVDs for $5 buckets. <laughs> the children of destiny. <laughs> And then at the very end, they say, yes, it does feel like Christmas. (laughs) Eventually, they answer for you, which I was amused by. There's a couple weird things. So, obviously, there are day days of Christmas. What? (laughs) There are 12 or 25, depending on who you ask and if the person you're asking is ABC Family. Uh, 12, 25, or one day of Christmas. Or one day of Christmas. Um, But eight days, they did that as a, a reference to Hanukkah. But then they don't talk about Hanukkah at all. In fact, they talk exclusively about Christmas, which is weird. Also, why do they count? Why do they start at eight? At eight. And and go up to one. Interesting. That's a fascinating choice. But that's that's what the song does, technically. I mean, you build up. No, you start with on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge and a pear tree. I, I I guess I assume that there are seven unknown verses of this song. <laughs> <laughs> I do think maybe it was trying to mix in a little bit of New Year's Eve energy, yeah. <laughs> counting down to one. Uh-huh. Maybe it's weird. I think Beyonce just likes to count down because she does have a song called Countdown. Does she start? No, she counts up in it. It's, it's a weird choice. I don't know. It's a weird choice. So Let's obviously I did this as Santa Jaws gonna need a bigger box. Kelly, can I guess your category? Yeah. Is it the sleigh one? It is. Good. <laughs> I I just give this one a North Pole because it's a, you know, it's meant to be sexy, I think. It definitely is. Did you watch yeah. the music video? No. Yeah. I, I, I love that they <clears throat> flash to their own Barbie dolls. I, that is kind of great. I need to watch all these videos. I feel like I've foolishly missed you've, out. You've cheated yourself out yeah. of quite an experience. Yeah. I'm good with Ice Lay all day. Okay. okay. <laughs> great. Well, guys, I feel like the ki- a kid the day after Christmas is over. We oh. did it. And it was wonderful. <laughs> and I'll hold, truly... the, I'll hold the memories in my heart forever. Well, we'll have the complete list of categories posted on our website with embedded video links, um, as well as the Spotify playlist, which I mentioned at the top of the show. (laughs) Merry Christmas and happy holidays, Kelly. Happy holidays, Mary. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, Andrew. Oh, merriest of Christmases to you, Mary. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of you listening out there. Um, If you'd like to give us a gift, all you gotta do is follow us on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, which, whichever you prefer. And if you if you feel good about what you heard, rate us. Really yeah. appreciate it. Give us the gift of a rating. Yes. Or a review. Yeah. Yeah. If you got the time and the inclination. But you know what? Most importantly, thank you for listening. Please continue to do so. And don't say we didn't ever give you nothing, because we're about to give you a gift of song. Ha <laughs> ha
An outrageous, An outrageous mechanism's, mechanism's production. production.